Welcome to the long and short of the week ahead, a production of Horizon SLJ Capital that takes a look at the macroeconomic themes of the week ahead and has been recorded for professional investors. My name is Matt Jones, Head of Distribution for Horizon SLJ Capital, and I'm joined today by Neil Staines, Senior Portfolio Manager. Welcome, Neil. Hi, Matt. So looking looking to the week ahead, I think it's fair to say that um, the, the, the upcoming week is a little bit light, shall we say, on, on major um, sort of data releases. So when that happens as, as portfolio manager, where did your mind go and, and, and what are you going to be thinking about during the week? Absolutely. Yeah, thanks for that, Matt. I mean, I think, you know, uh, as we move into the, the, the last week of the month, uh, the macro backdrop remains largely unchanged. Uh, you know, at, at a more micro level, there are uh, a number of key uncertainties or, or complexities. And usually, you know, we would focus on the upcoming events or data releases, but with uh, limited top tier data, as you say, this week. Um, our focuses will be on the evolution of what we see uh, as the key themes that are driving uh, sentiment and positioning at the current juncture. You know, all are, are broadly uh, linked to the global recovery story, uh, but there are some specific areas of focus. So firstly, um, you know, the debate around inflation is going to be core. Um, it's a core view of ours that uh, the current inflation jump in the US uh, is driven by uh, a combination of, um, you know, a number of technical factors or base effects, particularly around the kind of oil and commodity space. There have been uh, some distortions on annual comparisons between uh, where we are now with the demand surge on reopening and we where we were uh, a year ago when uh, the global economy was shut down. Um, there's also a timing mismatch, obviously, between the return of aggregate demand and of aggregate supply. You know, it's very different between uh, consumer spending decisions uh, at this stage in the recovery where, you know, the consumer is much more flexible, much more, uh, um, uh, much freer to, to turn on the demand. Uh, whereas from a business investment decision uh, the, uh, perspective, then, uh, you know, there may be longer lead times and there may, uh, this may generate some of the bottlenecks. You know, finally, you know, there is an element of uh, fiscal stimulus supporting this demand. Uh, you know, the excess demand element um, is a factor that also plays through into into higher prices. You know, we expect you know, as supply comes back into line, pressures will dissipate. Um, so we do look at inflation as being transitory, um, especially as excess demand in the U.S. Uh, begins to draw in more exports and deteriorate the current account uh, deficit. But you know, I think that uh, there is also uh, should damp inflationary pressures through, uh, you know, the utilisation of a global economic slack uh, of which there is plenty. So we'll be looking at this commodity price action and uh, and the commentary around it uh, to, to assess the evolution of the broader supply and dynamic supply and demand dynamic theory. Secondly, on the growth front, you know, we remain very positive overall on the global economy and on the economic momentum at the moment. Uh, one key driver of that, uh, one key debate of that uh, in the US, but also uh, partly in the uh, the UK and potentially others to come, is this imbalance or apparent imbalance between the supply of labour and the demand for labour. It's very clear that we are seeing surging job vacancies, despite the fact that we're at high levels of headline unemployment. So we'll be looking for any new information on the causes. You know, there are a number of factors underlying this, potentially uh, lack of childcare, uh, so a heightened caution or, or a lack of confidence surrounding uh, the virus. Um, 
there's some stimulus elements. Uh, you know, is there is there a perspective uh, in the US that uh, you are better off staying at home under the very generous unemployment insurance schemes than you would be in uh, in employment? And there's also potentially a bit of a skills mismatch. So you know, in 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 what is likely a global globally um, a K-shaped recovery, you know, some of the um, industry sectors or areas of the economy uh, that uh, are hardest hit. Uh, maybe the areas where uh, there are a number of uh, you know, a high level of of, of labour supply that may need uh, reskilling. So uh, you know, ultimately, uh, we'll be paying very close attention to this debate uh, with a view to evaluating the, this resolution, uh, the resolution of the the labour market mismatch. But we do remain positive about the progress towards full employment, and that the, the US will lead this uh, very much. Um, you know, what could be. Uh, for a level of full employment, which is higher than it was going into pre-pandemic. And therefore, you know, you may at some point start to see uh, wage inflation start to filter through. We think that's uh, a way off just yet. And lastly, uh, on differentiation, I mean, you know, this has been a core theme of ours throughout, not necessarily a central theme of the market, but uh, we think it should be. You know, we retain the view that uh, the U.S. compounds and uh, enhances its growth differential uh, with the rest of G10 in the coming uh, recovery years. You know, the current focus has been very much on the, the rebound growth um, uh, but we think this is likely a, a dishonest comparison in some respects. Certainly, if you look at an economy that's going from 100% closed to 100% open, we'd essentially have uh, infinite instantaneous growth. But we don't think that's the correct way to look at things. We think rather that the debate should be about post-pandemic sustainable levels of growth. Uh, and on that basis, we see uh, the US as a, as a sharp outperformer. In fact, uh, the IMF said uh, recently that uh, you know the, the US is the only economy uh, that by 2022 will be uh, beyond the level of growth that was expected to attain without the impact uh, of COVID. So I think that that's quite, uh, quite important. You know, and then by extension, uh, key to this debate is the, the, the relative implications uh, of the timing and extent of monetary normalization. Um, and we think, you know, the, the market has got a little, um, the market has got a little bit um, ahead of itself in expecting uh, some of these kind of technical um, updates to the uh, to, to to the growth narrative as a function of reopening uh, being um, a, a, an impact or a driver of near-term changes to monetary policy and we think that's getting a little ahead of itself so ultimately uh, we'll be looking closely uh, watching the data and the debate around inflation around growth uh, and essentially around differentiation against what is a slightly more complex near-term backdrop at the current dynamic uh, but uh, we remain positive overall Thank you, Neil. So certainly still lots to be thinking about and uh, looking forward to in the week ahead. Um, in the meantime, uh, I suppose unlike next week, there's uh, a packed weekend. I certainly know what I've got my eye on. Um, what about you? What, what are you looking forward to? Absolutely. Well, looking forward to I'm actually uh, going to uh, a restaurant indoors this weekend. So it'll be the first time I have had uh, food that hasn't been prepared in my own kitchen for uh, many, many months, which is very <laughs> exciting. Uh, uh, beyond that, um, it's a big weekend for sports. So, uh, you know, we've got the final week of the Premier League football season. Um, we've got the champions. We've got the relegation spots. Uh, but uh, it's really about the battle for European qualification and that uh, Champions League spot that's up for grabs. Formula One is also back this weekend. You know, all the history and glamour of the modern 
Monaco Grand Prix comes back. Um, interestingly, Ferrari are looking quick around the track uh, in practice this weekend, so uh, that may put a, um, a, a block on the uh, one-two Verstappen Hamilton that we've seen for most of the season. Uh, and finally, um, the combination of the US Open um, uh, from Kiowa Island, I, I think, yeah, a wonderful, um, a wonderful tournament, a monster of a golf course at almost uh, 8,000 yards. But that'll be very much something I'm looking forward to settling down to on Sunday evening. Absolutely. Lots to look forward to and um, obviously hope you enjoy your meal. Thank you again, Neil, for uh, for taking time to talk with us today. We look forward to catching up with you again next week. Likewise. Thanks very much, Ben. The views expressed within this podcast were accurate as at the time of publication. Opinions expressed by the speakers are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of Horizon SLJ Capital Limited, Horizon Capital SGR, or the Intesa San Paolo Group.